0: are gonna sort of show up Um, you never quite know where somebody's gonna put the treasure one of them that's particularly interesting is one in Tallahassee that actually is you're walking along in the forest in Tallahassee and of course it's Tallahassee so it's basically a swamp so you're walking along in the swamp forest and you come along come across a parking meter a parking meter like a traffic meter miles away from any sort of road and in this parking meter is the geocache itself so somebody has hidden it in there and has somehow gotten the parking meter to stand up in the swamp forest and there it is suddenly out of nowhere which I thought was pretty cool so geocaching if you're not familiar with it is kind of this rarefied sport hobby of finding these little treasures along well-worn pathways you can find them all over the place Um, There's some in the ocean, there's some on top of mountains, there's some right in the middle of the suburbs, there's some in national uh, memorials, and apparently there's some parking meters in the middle of the forest on occasion. I thought this was especially cool. It reminded me of Narnia, the lamppost that sort of shows up in the middle of the forest, which is an interesting metaphor to me for, for the gospel and for God's grace, which kind of just shows up out of nowhere like that. It has this absurd... And beautiful quality to it. Um, so geocaching scripture is where we go through the well-worn pathways of scripture and find out these little secrets of language and of culture and fact and things that give new dimension to scripture we may have read several times before. And that's what it's all about. And sometimes you find parking meters in the middle of the floor. This one. Turn to John chapter 2. John chapter 2. Well known here. John chapter 2. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does that have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars, There, for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty to thirty gallons, Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out, and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine, and did not know where it came from. Though the servants had drawn the water new, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. Now, this is a well-known story. Jesus changing the water into wine. Um, there's a million sermons that have been preached on this. Many of them good, many of them meh. And it's just one of these that's extremely well-known and iconic. Absolutely. One of the interesting geocache facts here is just how much wine was actually uh, produced. So Jesus is talking about the stone jars with which about 20 th- or th- to 30 gallons of water in them, and he changed that into wine. It would have ended up being, all told, about 180 gallons of wine. 180 gallons of wine. That's, like, that's not like... A bottle of wine that's like bathtubs full of wine that's like one of those standing swimming pools full of wine it's it's like you know it's a kiddie pool full of wine it's like crazy crazy amount a thousand bottles of wine would have been the equivalent a thousand bottles of wine and why did Jesus do this, this is just so interesting so what this is for this young couple is getting married probably two teenagers getting married to run out of wine at a wedding would have been a huge social problem for them, would have been devastating to their reputation, would have hurt them for years to come. It would have been sort of whispered about them that they were the people who ran out of the wine. So Jesus jumps in there, and, and this is his first miracle. And it's so fascinating. So many of his miracles are functional uh, in a way. He's, he's healing bones. He's driving out demons. He's making water. He's making food. He's uh, healing sickness, all these things that that are functional, that food, water, shelter, safety, all the low things on um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But his first miracle was an unnecessary thing, quote-unquote. An unnecessary thing. You don't need wine to survive, is what I'm saying. And Jesus starts there. And I think that is very interesting. It's not one of these things that just keeps you functional. It's one of these things that keeps you human. Jesus saved a party, Jesus saved what was probably a very humble occasion. And he chose to make that humble occasion keep going, to take part in that very human of occasions. And to say, this is who I am, this is why I'm here. And the symbolism here, of course, is that he takes the functional water that was used to wash feet, that was also used to kosherize, that was used for some of these uh, Jewish rituals that he was about to supersede or replace. To say, this is no longer what this is for, but the end of it has come. And the end of it is the wine, the end of it is the party, the end of it is rest together and relationship not functionality. Relationship is where it starts. Joy is where it starts. That is the center. There's research done um, a few years ago uh, by Gottman, I believe his name was. Um, He runs the Marriage Lab in Seattle. And it's this pretty, he's, he's sort of a marriage guru. And one of his main principles is that he says that the marriages that make it, the marriages that make it, are not just the marriages where you can communicate. You communicate, you communicate very clearly. You can fight for 30 years. The marriages that make it is the are the ones where the where the two people in the middle of it are friends. Are friends. Their best friends. The friendship is there. And that reminds me of this story where Jesus starts out and he says, "You as humanity are not just an amalgamation of functions. But you have these communities and these relationships. That's the point. That's the point of who you are. And that's why he starts out by keeping a party going as his first miracle. May Jesus keep that party going today for us. And may we not be distracted into you just thinking about the functionality of life. It's so easy, especially when I think of kids. You know, my kids, the kids have a hurricane of needs all the time. They are there, daddy, 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 I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. If I'm not thinking, I get into this dumb mode where I'm just like, feed them, clothe them, shelter them, and that's it. And that's all you need to do, you know. All you need to do is make sure they have this, that, and the other, these things, and then your parenting is done. And of course, that's not true. The point is, the point is sitting there with my kids, talking to them, relating with them, listening to them tell me about who knows what boring thing they're talking about, but listening and relating that's the center that's the center that's the point yes you may work really hard to support your family but it's much harder work to be home with them and that's the point i always tell my kids i'll never be over able to afford the latest game system but i we'll be home to play the old one with you. And that's, I think, the message of this. Jesus' miracle, that wine is where it starts. And it has this beautiful, absurd quality like a parking meter in a forest. And that's where it all begins. Geocaching Scripture. Make sure you subscribe, like, share. Send it to other people. However you do it in your social media universe, you can Snapchat about it. You can Instagram about it. You take a picture of yourself listening to it and and put it up on Instagram or something like that. Anyway, subscribe. I'll be doing these more. I'll do them if no one listens because I have way too much fun here in the blanket fort. That's geocaching scripture. Tiny treasures in the big truth. Packs you mana. Cheers.